beautiful lovelies and welcome to another episode of the School of Mum Life podcast. I'm Linda and I'm Christy. Welcome back everybody. We took a break for our mental health, our physical health, um, just needing some time out and that's okay. <laughs> Definitely okay. That's what we're all about. I think I know nobody's interested in talking about post-COVID things but it's been a shock. It's been yeah. a shock to the system. It's been an adjustment. But now we are back. Um, Christina is having a night off. Um, but we think we've found a fun new episode to record, maybe. <laughs> no, I think it'll be really funny. <laughs> well, at least for us, it'll be really funny. So what we've done is we have gone into Google and found a random question generator. And we're just going to read out the question and <laughs> give ourselves an answer on it. Um, so the first question we had was, uh, oh, it's refresh to the next one, which is what's the best road trip you have been on? Ooh, I'd say just out of uni when you have some money. Um, my friends, and I, we still had our family in Hamilton, but we were all living in Wellington. And so, oh no, actually it might've been at uni days. So we'd go back home for the summer and then like friends would be having 21sts or whatever back here in Wellington. And we'd like drive down for the weekend. So we'd drive down on a Friday night and back on a Sunday night. And we had this cardboard cutout. So one of my friend's dads is a vet and with the drench that they get in they'd have a cardboard cutout farmer you know standing behind the drench stand and we'd put him on the back seat but of course it's best like with three people that if the third person sits behind the passenger you know yeah. getting in and cut. so it meant that cardboard cutout was behind the driver <laughs> and of course you'd, you'd look up in your review and oh my god, there's a man in the back seat. Why is there a man in the back seat? <laughs> so we would take him to 21st. We would take him around Courtney Place. We would um, stop and take a whole bunch of photos with him, at, you know, like at Bulls and things like that. So that was my best road trip, I'd have to say. Do you have one? I've got a few, but I'm going to go with one that was a little bit spontaneous. Um, so my friends and I were backpacking around Europe in our mid-twenties, as you do, you know. <laughs> and um, we were in Croatia and we landed on this little island called Korčula. Korčula is beautiful. If you do end up going, it's completely worth it. Anyway, uh, we went right down to the docks and we're wandering around and we're like, what are we going to do today? It's a nice island. It's not too massive, not too like, small. Like you couldn't walk across it, but um, you could definitely get around it in a day. So we hired, we found like this little um, travel agency that was hiring cars and we're like, cool, we'll just get like a car for the day. Anyway, we went in there and we're like, we just hire a car and they had the option of uh, a convertible mini, a, I think it was like a convertible Jeep and a dune buggy. So oh my God. 
my friends and I got the dune buggy and it was fluoro yellow and we just drove around this island finding random cafes, random beaches, meeting people and just driving around in this clunky old dune buggy and of course like um, I was like I want to have a go driving this. We went up this one street and we got stuck on it and I was like shit we did it's a dead end we need to turn around. For the life of me I could not put this car in reverse. <laughs> it was so embarrassing and all these people were like stopping by and like do you guys need a hand and we're like nope I'm gonna push this bloody thing into reverse if it kills me. <laughs> anyway, it was just a really funny day and um we ended up going back into the main port where we picked up the um car from to drop it off and the guy was who sold it or rented it to us was like oh i'm finishing up do you want to come and have a drink with me so we ended up going out and getting incredibly drunk at like a couple of bars one of them i remember had a tree in the middle of it and people were climbing it anyway that's a story for another night. <laughs> okay. So that was my fun random road trip. And <laughs> um, a Yeah. That's, that is quite awesome. <laughs> it's not something you drive every day, but you know, when the opportunity is given to you, you got to take it. So did it have a reverse gear at all? If it did, I couldn't fucking find it. <laughs> you go forward and you keep going yeah pretty much <laughs> and so of course by that stage i'd driven up onto a bank to get out of the way of people and so i was like oh jesus and we're in the middle of nowhere so it's just like farmlands and beaches and stuff and i'm stuck and i'm like oh we don't even have working cell phones over here <laughs> i think go i ahead. ended up um just hopping out of the car and letting somebody else do it and they finally got it into reverse. And I was like, I, I just prepped it for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Did> a bit. <laughs> oh, right. Question number two. Okay. What's the funniest corporate slash business screw up you've ever heard of? Oh, oh I'm, it's COVID related. And it's where that like high up manager did something on her Zoom screen and turned it herself into a potato and then couldn't turn it off and then <laughs> had to do client calls as a potato. <laughs> oh my God, how embarrassing. <laughs> I'm kind I mean, of There's either that or people using the bathroom with their like video and or sound on. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty up there. Oh, do you know what my favorite one is? It's not obviously me doing it, but it was that guy who was in Korea and he was on a corporate call that was streaming live to the news. And then his daughter comes like sauntering in. <laughs> And then he's like, come on, get out. I'm talking to the news. <laughs> Having a really Like trying to grab the child back. Yeah. And, and then the baby comes in her little like walkie thing. <laughs> Parenting um, summed up in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> right. What's the next question? 
Do you think humans as a species have gotten better through generations or worse? That's a really interesting question. It is, and I mean, because you can only act on the information that you have at the time. Mm. So, um, you know, you. so is it like back in the 50s, did they do the best that they could do with what they have? You know, today, are we doing the best, with, you know, we can do with what we have? Or is it if we had today's technology back then, you know, if we didn't have today's technology now? Are you just making this question so much harder now? <laughs> no, I deep. Um, I had the soul on that one. Yeah, so I don't know. I think. Oh, um, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I think it's a bit of both. To be honest, mm. I think now we have the knowledge to be a lot better. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are, you know, a lot of people are more mindful. A lot of people are more open to different experiences and stuff. But I also think that there are a lot of really, really closed minded people out there and they want yeah. to stay closed minded. So we're in like this kind of um, transition of people are real assholes but there are also people that are really not yeah we've kind of gone to the edges of the spectrum as opposed to maybe yeah that conservative sitting in the middle yeah exactly and people have gone actually enough's enough and then the other people have gone no it was fine <laughs> so yeah I mean all we can do is what we can do. Yeah. Hopefully. And keep trying to be a better person. And be yeah. more understanding. Just more open and understanding, I think. Yeah. There's always something to learn about somebody else. And I think actually that's the biggest lesson I've had in these last couple of years. Is that nothing is as it seems. Yeah. Um, so like with the rise in homelessness and people go oh you're just so lazy you don't want to get a job spend your money on drugs and alcohol but what people forget is that state homes were sold off they were not rebuilt Mm. they didn't have anywhere to go so they moved in with family or friends for as long as they could but you know that puts pressure on you know those family and friends resources and so they had to live in cars or live on the street yeah because it's not of their own making it's you know there were a hundred people in a hundred houses and now there's a hundred people in 50 houses yeah and it's only now that they're just starting to rebuild um houses so yeah you know when people say oh they're on drugs and things like that I call them out and I'm like yeah but remember what happened to them yeah but not even just like the drugs and stuff there are a lot of people whose mental illness is so severe that they're not getting the help they need so it might not even be drugs they're on it might just be psychosis or something that they're suffering from and then they don't have the family support and because they don't have money they don't have the the, like resources to get themselves better. No, and there's and advocacy. Mm. 
there's no like you and I can advocate for ourselves we know how to do that but when you're unwell in that place you know you, you need that guardian angel when I um, first moved back from my OE, I did some work part-time with a company called LifeWise. Have you heard of LifeWise? Mm-hmm. Um, so they, uh, for anyone that's listening that don't know, they look after like the homeless and um, the, the, those people around. Are they in Wellington as well or just based in Auckland? I can't remember. Um, something similar in Wellington. Actually, no, they might be in Wellington as well. There's a couple of groups. Yeah. Um, so while I was there, they started up this cafe, which uh, for any Aucklanders, it's called Merge Cafe. It's on K Road. And um, I thought it was brilliant. They do food, drinks, etc. in there. And it's all at really, really good prices to make it affordable for those on the street that have just received a few dollars and so they can go in the average public can go in and just get at that price too but they also um do it if you don't have money then you can come in and they'll give you food yeah and they started running these programs for people wanting to get off the street and so they'd start them at like the bottom like washing dishes and teach them how to look after that and then move them right up until some of these people are like trained now as chefs or like managers of cafes and stuff and I, I was like it's such a great idea that they've taken something little like that and provided so much for other people yeah so where are they again so they're on k road which is right in the city and it's called merge cafe there you go aucklanders or anyone visiting auckland the cafe is really good like uh, I can't remember the prices, but I remember getting a muffin, a panini, and a coffee, and having change back from like a twenty. So you can't get oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely okay. worth going in. Ooh, awesome. Okay, one for the list. All right, next question, please. We need drum rolls. Something that many people take seriously but shouldn't. So this is uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of like stemming question coming from at the moment where people are talking about things that they aren't taking seriously enough. So let's focus on the funny stuff. I think farts is one of the best farts and burps. They're funny. Come on, people. <laughs> Stomach rumblings and that kind of like you know when you're hungry. All that shit is funny. Yeah. Um, Can we just have a every now and then, please? <laughs> I do, all the time. Probably, like, way too much. <laughs> um, one of the first things that Eli, like, learned to do for himself was to blow farts on me. <gasps> it was the funniest thing. He'd, like, lift up my shirt or, like, lean onto my chest. And he would have only been about six or seven months old and just started, like... <sighs> all across me <laughs> yeah we've continued on that thought <laughs> that train and it's it is still funny <laughs> yeah. yeah i think like the best um thing i've heard about that like um eleanor like let one rip and then i just remember my dad saying oops shot a bunny <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like, I don't think I'd ever heard it before. And it was just like, <laughs> I was just in hysterics. Like, it was just so well timed. Yeah. And then, every time they were in the room together, and one of them lets off, I just have this like little voice in my head. Oh dear. Maybe that just shows how like um sense of humor is stuck at the age of a 14-year-old boy. Ah, nah. (laughs) We don't take life too seriously. Yeah. Okay. What is the strangest way you've become friends with somebody? Um Oh, so in a class at uni, I was sitting next to this girl for ages. She was sitting next to me for ages. And it wasn't that we were sizing each other up. It was just like, oh, just got to get through, like, you know, classes, got to get through work, got to get through study, you know. And you just kind of, you know, went in, did the learning and left. Mm. Lecturer says, right, the person you sit next to is going to be your partner for the rest of the course. And we have not stopped talking since, and it has been 15 years of friendship, no more than maybe 17 years, not stopped talking. You know, um, and then like, Another person added into our group, you know, I go up and visit her, she comes down and visit me, yeah. Oh, lovely. There you go. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a random one. I've got two. Okay, so one night I went to, my friend used to work for this company, Moet Hennessy, so like the champagne. And they used to have like these really awesome glitzy nights and all the champagne was provided and anyway. (laughs) We went down one night and there was this guy at the bar and I walked up and just started randomly chatting with him. Nothing like any, no, no, not even like that. Uh, You can't see her face, but she gave me the face. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know the one ladies that, mm mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know what sparked off our conversation that night, but we were friends for so many years. Um, Unfortunately, he passed away about five years ago, but up until that moment, uh, he ended up moving back to the States and we would still Skype like all the time. And he was just the funniest dude. And we could talk for hours about nothing. And yeah. Yeah. Um, and then my other one was my workmate. I temped at this company for maybe like two weeks, about oh, 14 years ago. And in that couple of weeks, you know when you're temping, if you've ever temped before, often you don't really make friends because they're like, oh, they're just going to be gone in like a minute anyway. So just started chatting again to a guy but not in that way <laughs> and um you didn't make the face this time <laughs> i preempted i preempted and then um yeah him and i just hit it off and he's still one of my best mates to this day and um 
his now ex-partner is a really good friend of mine their daughter is my goddaughter and <laughs> you know like he's still the person that and if I ever wanted to have a chat call up he'd be like sweet let's go do something <laughs> that's really cool that's cool right let's find another question for us If you had to replace your hands with something other than hands or claws, what would you put at the end of your arms? So you couldn't have robot arms? No. Um, I'd want like, I think tongs and a whisk so I could still cook. And with the tongs, you know, you can clasp them together. I don't know how you'd be able to do it, but you'd be able to clasp it together so you could still write and then you could whisk. Could that be still considered a claw? Because, you know, I don't know. But they're claw-like. They are, but they're not. Oh, then maybe, hmm, that makes it harder. I was thinking they meant like a claw, like as in like a proper claw. Uh, Would you choose a hook though? <laughs> now that was a look. Um, <laughs> I don't know, well, yeah, I won't go there. I won't go down that path tonight. I'd probably just shove a next pair of feet on to be honest who doesn't love more shoes I don't know two feet are kind of enough well, uh, yeah but they can like do like hand grippy things as well true true maybe you're onto something and because you don't walk on them they wouldn't be making like, walk, walk on them it could make parkour really good oh yeah um but because you don't walk on them, you don't have that hygiene issue of like, you know, sweat or, you know, eating with your feet because they'd be kind of clean, not covered in whatever. Yeah. Although, uh, think about it, your hands are pretty filthy anyway, so. I know. They just look clean. <laughs> Who's still sanitizing? Um... Yeah, so you would wash them just as much because they're your hands. Oh, wiping could be interesting. <laughs> but then again, wiping with tongs and a whisk could be interesting too. <laughs> but at least with tongs, you'd be able to clip off some paper and, you know, wipe your butt. I've just got images. <laughs> You're never going to look at tongs the same way, are you? <laughs> nope. No, nope, but that's going to be a question for the listeners. If you couldn't have hands for hands or claws for hands, what would you have for hands? <laughs> and it would chuck chuck. <laughs> okay. Why are humans so fascinated by mass murderers if their actions are universally considered evil and vile? Uh, I think it has to do with kind of a bit of fantasy. So it's like when people cheat in video games. Like, you're not going to cheat in real life. Mm. You know, you're not going to... I mean, 
America aside, you're not going to go around shooting people up. Like it's a fantasy world. You would never do it in real life, and but you can do it in this virtual world. And I think it's kind of the same thing. It's like you would never do it, but there's this utter fascination of how could someone do it? There is a sadistic appeal about it because of the the fantasy, the fascination. Mm. And I think it really does come down to you know um unless you know someone who knows someone but that kind of um you know I wouldn't do it in real life but how can they do it in real life and just the kind of like how does anyone come up with that shit to do that to someone so um but if you are interested in that sort of thing um the people who do the serial podcast and this American life um they go into historic cases and um you know go back through about what happened how it happened so you know nurses murdering patients in the 1920s and things like that and how they got away with it and then it came about so um maybe we can find it and link it Mm. but serial serial is a fantastic podcast about um where where is that on Serial. Mm. It's um I listen to it on Radio Public. Okay. But um so season one is about a teenager, he was accused of murder. No one quite knows rightly or wrongly if he did do it. The evidence is messed up. Um, you know, minority groups are involved. Um, and she goes through the story and they actually made it a documentary and he got a retrial um, but I don't know any further than that and even if I did I wouldn't do a spoiler um, so each season for Serial goes through a different case um, but that's worth a listen to mm. yeah see I think it's also like it's something that you can't fathom doing yeah so it's like I really want to understand what's going on in their brain to make them become like that. Mm. It's like um, Betty on Riverdale, she gets tested for the serial killer gene. Hmm. Wouldn't that be amazing if there was something like that that you could test for? Well, I, yeah, apparently there's like, you know, a commonality trait or something, but mm. yeah. But then again, you know, you couldn't just go around testing everyone to see if they're going to be serial killers. True. Yeah, um, there are other. There's so many other things to test for. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think if if I was starting to show signs myself of being that way inclined, I'd want to know. Do I have that gene? What can I do to stop it? You know. <laughs> but then again, you're a you're you're a serial killer. Do serial killers ask themselves questions like that? No, probably not. Yeah, I mean, the, I don't think there's such a thing as a nice serial killer, is there? <laughs> I don't know. Did you ever watch Dexter? Uh yeah. Well, there is that. Hmm. I'm surprised they haven't remade that one yet. I mean, we're all about the remakes. <laughs> That'll come. That'll come. Um, 
<laughs> this is a good one. Which way should toilet paper hang? Over or under? Oh, that's controversial and I have no fucking idea why. I, I think I prefer, it should be over. I think I prefer under. <gasps> but, I, but once it's on, it's on. I'm not like, I don't care if it's on right or wrong. Oh, see, I'm one of these weird people. I will flip somebody else's toilet paper. Where are you? <laughs> yes. Like, it's do you like, flip it back again or do you just leave it? I leave it. I flip it so it's like hanging over. Wow. And what is your reasoning for having it over? Um, when it's under, you know, if you can't find it, you spend ages like flipping it around and around trying to find it and you end up touching all of the toilet paper. Imagine everyone doing that after they've been sitting in the toilet. Whereas if it's hanging over, regardless of where you pull it off, you can easily grab it. See, I find it easy to find when it's under. And I uh-huh. figure it's just going on. I don't care if people have touched it. It's going on my butt anyway. But what if it's got their butt stuff on it? Then you fold it the other way. But, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Heated topic tonight. Which way did toilet paper sit? <laughs> yeah. Pineapple on pizza. <laughs> you finished cheese. And where's that toilet paper going? <laughs> okay, this is an interesting one. Okay. Human memory has been shown to be incredibly unreliable. With that in mind, how do you know which of your memories are genuine and which have been altered or made up? Mm, yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess just having a superior knowledge that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> it does make you wonder, like, I know my first memory that sticks in my head is from I would have been about three and a half four years old we arrived in the states and um, a family friend had picked us up from the airport and so my memory comes in of me sitting in the back seat of this car playing with this little um, rhinestone jewels rocking horse it would have only been about like hand size it's only like about three seconds long this memory And I remember for ages thinking it was just really weird that this thing just kept popping in my head, popping in my head. One day I ended up asking my mum, like, am I making this up or like, was this something? And she's like, whoa, that's really weird because that's what you were sitting in the backseat of the car playing with the toys that they had brought for you because we just moved there. Um, we didn't have any of our stuff apart from like a small bag of things so they brought in some bags of toys for us to play with and everything and they took us from the airport to our hotel or something like that and so yeah my so it does make you wonder how much of your like especially your earlier memories how much are actually real but I think also a lot more of our memories are at least semi-accurate because of um photography You know, we've had, in our lifetime, yeah, we've had video cameras, we've had camp, like just normal still photos. So you can always go back and re-jog that memory. Yeah, and I guess too, like when you're younger, 
um, you know, hey, like, whoa, you know, how did you remember that five-year-old from when you were uh, two? Mm. And, and then it's like, oh, yeah, they've only been alive for five years. So each year is just a fifth of her life. She probably doesn't remember the first year. So that's four years of memories that she has to have, whereas we're at an elegant age and, um, you know, it's not a fifth of our memories anymore. (laughs) It's a lot more more to contain. Yeah. Um, But then also, too, we have five-year-olds and two-year-olds and... I'm dying, okay? Yeah, I was just thinking that too. Actually, the funniest thing was, um, where did we go? Somewhere with um, Dakota and Eli. And it was somewhere I'd taken Dakota to before. And she remembered and she said, oh, we came here and we did this. And I was like, you were only two years old when we did that. Like, how do you remember that? (laughs) But she remembered exactly what we did. Yeah, it, it freaks me out sometimes because I'm just like, but we only went there like once. Yeah. And, you were, <laughs> and your car seat was rear facing, and yeah. <laughs> How do you know this? Stop freaking me out. <laughs> the sad thing is, like saying this now, I can't even remember where we were. When it <laughs> happened, and it was only like this weekend. Oh no! <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's um <laughs> definitely hard. Should we do one more question and then call it a night? All right. Hopefully, oh, well. this is going to be the best one. Okay. <laughs> What was the most important appointment or deadline you missed? Mm. That exciting that question, but I'd Mm. probably say the flight I missed from London to Edinburgh, and then I had to pay for another flight. Yeah, I can't really think of anything. That was a boring one. So we've ended on a boring one. (laughs) One more. In what situations do you wish you could throw down a smoke bomb and disappear? <laughs> Any meeting with my ex-husband. <laughs> Mine would have to be when things get heated. I hate when people start getting like really worked up. Yeah. And just gone. Yeah. yeah. That'd be so cool. Imagine if you're like in a meeting with somebody and it's not even heated or anything you just like throw a smoke bomb down and you're gone and they're like what the hell we were just having coffee why did you do <laughs> yeah. I really want to try that now yeah new meaning to ghosting eh <laughs> it'll be called smoke bombing <laughs> I can't quite get near with bombing alone eh no not- I was thinking you couldn't really call it smoking or bombing. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, though. Speaking of kind of like words, my mum messaged me. So I was like, you know, oh, what did you get up today? And she's like, oh, went to a joint morning tea. And I was like, yeah, but mum, they haven't legalised it yet. We haven't had the referendum. 
roll. <laughs> oh, no, that's a good one. Joint morning tea. Oh. That's, that's like leaning towards dad joke area there. Hey, single parent rocking it. Hell yeah, you are. <laughs> right, that was so much fun. I actually really enjoyed that. We should do this one more often. <laughs> good. Yeah, we'll drag Christina down with us next time. Yep, I bet she's got some really good answers. <laughs> I was going to ask her which way the toilet paper goes. Over! So over! <laughs> okay, I want to see who goes over and who goes under. Yeah, poll time. Yep, I think so. Alright, we'll load it up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you everyone for listening in and uh, we'll hopefully be back again next week with Christina in tow and um, get these rolling again because I have so much fun doing them. Yeah, I've missed it. I've missed it. I mean, I haven't had any space. Oh, I got my BAM workshop on Saturday afternoon for those who are listening. Oh, yes. Link in my Instagram bio to register. Free, one hour workbook included. Facebook Live. Yep. Um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, so there's been a bit going on, but um, we are back! Yeah! Oh. All right, thank you, listeners. We love you all, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye.